What is Adam? Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Netta over Zoom video. Netta was born in Israel, but she moved from Israel to Nigeria when she was like three months old. She lived in Nigeria till about seven, and that's where she got into music. Her parents moved there for work. She was in a very, very, very small class where they would learn different languages using music. She moved back to Israel where she joined a choir, an after-school choir. She talked about attending college uh, for music, ended up dropping out after the first year. But she met her producer at this time and she started writing songs of her own. She was on a television show, which she won. And that also led her, since she won the television show, if you won that, you're automatically the national selection for the Eurovision for Israel. So she goes into Eurovision, she talks about that, and wins it. One of four people ever from Israel to win Eurovision. She won it with a song called Toy. She tells us about that experience. And we talk a lot about nails. Her new song is called I Love My Nails. She is really deep on how much research she did for this song about nails, where they started, where they came from. She ends up finding these women from New Jersey that have these really long nails, and she talks to them and, and even uses their nails in the song, like scraping their nails. I guess Dolly Parton did the same thing, uh, which is just, I, all this stuff I never knew. I would never even think to look up about nails, and she learned a whole lot uh, from Netta and the amazing career she's had. And she also talks to us about signing with S-Curve and a new full album she has coming out. You can watch the interview with Netta on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Netta. Hey. Hey, Netta. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am fantastic. I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you having me. Of it's course. It's daylight for you. Wow. It <laughs> is. Where, uh, what time is it for you? Um, dark. Uh, dark. Dark ten, time? Ten, it's the dark time indeed 10 p.m yeah it's at 10 30 10 30 well i appreciate you staying up for this i'm a musician it's kind of natural no <laughs> okay i hope i don't disappoint <laughs> <laughs> i love your shirt by the way thank you so much i just okay. got it in an anime festival oh really yeah, it was purple. It looked cute. I have like uh, an, uh, uh, friends that are obsessed with, uh, with anime and manga, and, uh, and I'm very supportive. So I, I go with them and buy everything cool. That is cool. I love the art. I have a shirt similar, but the eyes are looking right <laughs> instead of straightforward. Brings That's us closer together. I yeah, feel. and I feel it too. I was going to wear it, which would have been really weird if we were both wearing the same exact or ish T-shirt. <laughs> It would have been epic. I'm not the kind of girl that is intimidated by that. <laughs> Yours is better than mine. I, I would, would be I would give so it to you. thrilled if that happened. <laughs> Should I go change? No, just kidding. 
Uh, <laughs> well, again, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, my name is Adam, if I didn't say that earlier. And this yeah. is about you and your journey in music. And uh, of course, we'll talk about the new record as well. By the way, can you hear me good? Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Good. Cool. Considering uh, the, the, the iPad sound. Oh, it sounds great. Good. Yeah, sounds great. And you're clear across the world from me, I believe. Isn't technology great? It's insane. It's really insane. Are you in Israel now? I am right now in Jaffa, which is uh, uh, um, an ancient, the ancient side of Tel Aviv. Okay. Uh, like, look at, I, I live in like a, a very old house, which has like this beautiful arches. It's wow. like a hundred year old. And I am living the dream. That is amazing. That is so cool. I've never been to Israel, but I've always wanted to go. A friend of mine goes pretty often. um, And he's like, dude, you need to go. It's so incredible. And like, yeah. Israel is magic. It is magic. Um, uh, I'm always sworn, you know, uh, living living here and uh and pursuing my music uh worldwide like working with with so many people everywhere it's like it seems like uh i'm creating music in english and over here um the language they speak is hebrew mm-hmm. we speak <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so it's it's it has a lot of difficulties uh to to pursue, uh, for example, us doing this interview in in ten thirty, <laughs> which is way past a, a healthy bedtime for me. Uh, but uh, but I couldn't give up living here in a million years. There's something here in the vibe and the magic, and that is that we can't take any every day for granted. It's like, it's, it's so difficult living here, but it's also magic. It, it's magic. You, the food is unbelievable. Everywhere else is just mediocre. Uh, and, and I am in love with uh, the people here. They, they don't understand my music much, but I am in love with the people here. Oh, oh sure, because it's all in English. So yeah. how long have you been writing in English? Is that something you've done since the beginning? It is interesting um, to, to talk about it, actually. Uh, I, I'm actually not a, uh, until a very, a very, very late stage in my career. I wasn't a songwriter. I was, uh, I wasn't. I was improvising in English. Mm-hmm. I was a house singer in a bar uh, oh, where okay. they played blues. Um, and I was, uh, uh, was paid with beer and I was uh, uh, eating out of uh, people's plates while I was singing and I was doing cabaret without understanding what I was doing and I was improvising in English. It was a... It was more comfortable for me to to be in that character. It was so much different than uh, it. It gave me confidence mm-hmm. that people uh, um, cannot understand what I'm saying. It gave me like oh. this barrier. It was interesting. Okay. 
That is to do. And then, and, and while you do something for a very long time, you get good. Um, and, and I got very comfortable uh, and fluent. And it, it kind of like, it happened naturally for me to, to start writing in English. Uh, uh, the music I grew up with is, is, is very, very Motown. It's very Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles mm-hmm. and, and Bessie Smith. And, uh, and then followed by Erika Badu and, uh, and, and so many more, uh, including a lot of uh, artists from the pop uh, arena like Christina and Beyonce. And Britney, my love, and um, and it all came uh, 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 came to be that the language that I create in is English. It's the, it's, it's very uh, it was very clear mm-hmm. to me, natural. Sure. So and it all started with just improv, uh, just you improvising. What you just say a couple, sing a few like words in English, like uh, like how did they, or you must have known some, I would think. Uh, I I actually grew up until I was uh, six in uh, Nigeria. My parents. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, my parents worked worked there. Were you born there and, or uh, born in Israel? Uh, I was three months old. My my parents were in a, like a tough position in their life, and they needed uh, um, they needed to make difficult decisions. My mm-hmm. father was pursuing his career, and uh, and they flew in the like the early nineties to Africa, and to me the colors and the tastes and the sounds is something that I. Uh, that is a part of me mm-hmm. uh, till today, uh, and and it's very very inspiring. You can hear uh, uh, African beat also in in my new single. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can hear the inspirations. It's like it's very 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 important to me uh, to give. Um, to give place to this uh, to this experiences in in my past. Yeah, I mean that's that's so interesting that you're that young and then move there and your real early adolescence were were there in in Africa, and you came what back to Israel at six? Is that what you said? But it's like it's not the way that you can picture it. You know, it's it's different. I, okay. I, I was studying in an international school and in my classroom, there was, uh, we were, we were small classrooms. It was like, if you had a kid and you wanted, and you wanted him to grow up a certain way, this was the ideal way that you can, the, the, the ideal education that I would like for my children. I was okay. in a small classroom with a girl from Japan and the boy from Australia and two uh, kids from local for a Nigerian and, uh, and, and, and a girl from America and, and all the 
culture, and I, I was from Israel, so mm-hmm. all, all the accents and the cultures were all, the, the, the teachers were amazing, and, and they were all very, very celebrated. So actually, when you think about it, there are no differences because everybody's different. Um, so I never felt different because I was me. Mm-hmm. And I was a social leader and I was very popular and we celebrated music from all of the world. We were studying languages. It was, it was wow. Um, and, uh, and when I was, uh, I was almost seven, uh, my parents decided to move back. And I moved back into a shock of like the first grade of like 40 white kids in a classroom. And then I figured out I was the fat unibrow kid with the accent was also very, very sensitive. And when kids kind of label you, it sticks. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I, it was very traumatizing moving back here. Uh, I can imagine kids are awful. So, so it's actually very, very inspiring. I wrote, I wrote a whole album that it's about to come out that is about like specific scenes from, from this moment. Really? When I was very, very, very happy uh, to a point where I was very, very, very unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait for, for everyone to hear it. Was it hard to kind of go back and, and dig up some of that? Like all those old feelings? It was. It was kind of like, it was very therapeutic. Okay. Uh, you know, and a studio is like a gym for me. I never want to go. But when I'm, when I'm after it, I'm, I'm energized. It's like a drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that I, you don't like going to the studio. You said that the studio is like a gym for you. Why? Not, you just like, pref- you'd rather prefer. Do like write songs and perform, and perform, at, perform and perform. Okay. I like creating and doing stuff with people. Okay. Like I hate to go alone to the studio. Like when I have a session with an and a producer or an artist that I am excited to work with, then then yeah, I'm 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 thrilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I have to do it alone, I never want to do it. I never want to. More like work, <laughs> but but I know it's it makes me feel so so good after I do it. Like mm-hmm. I thank myself that I that I did it because uh, in the, in the core 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 of what I am, I am lazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I like the couch and I like the Netflix and I. Don't we all? I, uh, <laughs> Really, I, I rather not face my problems. Mm-hmm. I just rather not to, but I have to, and and I and and I make myself go, uh, and and at one and then what happens there is it liberates me and it makes me feel so much better about myself. Music saves me from from so many dark places. It's. It's it's like when when a snake gets out of his skin. It's 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 liberating. Mm-hmm. 
to me. It's liberate, it liberates me from my, it's doing something new is, there's nothing more beautiful to me than mm-hmm. that. Uh, like to, to, to pay an effort to release something out of you. Mm-hmm. I deal with, in a studio with jealousy, with comparison to other artists or people. Of course. Uh, with me missing uh, uh, other people with my broken heart, which is the theme of, of my new single. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I deal with how mad I am about my mom and how bad I feel for being mad at her. It's like, it's every time it's a new problem. Of course, I don't want to go to the studio. Who wants to deal with this? <laughs> right, but you're, it's therapeutic, it sounds like. I mean, to get it out and then to leave with a piece I, I, of music or a song. Also, I never take the easy way because I can't fool myself. If something that I make is not great, then, then there's no truth in it. You know, I can go to the studio and I can do something like, um, like you know, a lot of uh, I've been to, through a lot of writing sessions in LA, and some people are like, "Yeah, let's listen to like Ariana, or let's listen to like, uh, um, and let's do something like that." Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, the challenge that I challenge myself is to do something always that that would excite me. And I'm a very tough crowd for me, the toughest. And, and I'm very, very hard on myself. And, and it's something I have to face when I, am, when I am writing. Nothing sounds good to me until it sounds good to me. And then it, oof, that moment, it makes me feel good all week when it comes. Have you but always it, been hard on yourself like that? I yeah. mean, aside from in, in, in music? Yeah. I have... It's... it's, it's you know, it's this cliche uh, thing that, uh, that people tell you to say in interviews. Tell the people that you're a perfectionist. That's your bad quality. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's my bad quality. It fucks me over so many times. I do the most expensive videos. Why? Because I want things to be perfect. I spend the most. I spend a year. Listen, when we wrote nails, it was it was uh, two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen was the first idea, and we was we 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 wrote something in a room full of people uh, who was, it was very, you know, oh my God, the, 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 I did nails. Uh, and, uh, I like acrylics. I like my gels. I like the filling. Yeah, you can tell. You like the color. I rock it well. It was like, it was like a, a, um, a feel good thing. And it was so flat. It had no depth. And, and we spent <laughs> uh, over 50 sessions on it. Uh, and, and it has like maybe 15 versions and nothing felt like it, nothing. Uh, 
and and I was blaming everybody else, <laughs> uh, and I was blaming it's it's a cycle. I was blaming everybody, and then I was blaming myself that I'm not good enough uh, for the song. And then um, this year, something uh, something happened to me. Uh, I dealt with rejection. I fell in love. And I dealt with rejection that was so hard. Usually I really like myself. I think I'm very vibrant and beautiful and sexy. And, I'm, and I feel good about me and in my skin. And, and when this happened, I, I felt so small. And it was like, it was in correlation with the world. The whole world kind of like I felt it was rejecting me because of COVID and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of people felt this way. Um, and, when, uh, and when I, I, I searched for something that would uplift and and when I started doing my nails, um, I had this like little thing. I had like nothing, and I had this little thing where I, when I kept doing and I kept, um, I was I was getting really creative about my designs, and it was you know it was really small. And then I started to dig into the history of nails and the culture and when does it where does it come from and i went into this deep google dive and i found a group of women in jersey who calls themselves the long nail goddesses and they have like a couple of youtube shorts where people came and documented them uh where they where they tell that they have the longest nails in the country I don't know. They have like 15 or 16. I don't know your measurements. You're American. Yeah. But, uh, the, but it's looks, like, it's, looks it's about a foot and a half. <laughs> this long. Oh my and goodness. And they have all these buttons and crystals on it. And the most amazing thing is they tell how they are getting through their hardship through their nails, which was a very, I was very weirded out, but I was also very, very connected in a way that I, I kept on digging and asking myself why. Mm-hmm. It's this, the first thing that you see about yourself when, you, when you're not looking in the mirror. It's when you shake someone else's hand. It's, it's invites, it, it invites energy from the outside world to you. It's like, oh, nice nails. People are are drawn to it. You attract good energy when you show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's a metaphor for, for loving you and not needing anybody else to confirm that you are good enough and you deserve for you to show up for you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I think it's funny that the their nails... It's not funny, but what I'm thinking is when you said uh, uh, about these women in Jersey, 
they represent their hardships. And I was thinking like how hard it would be to even do anything with that nails that long. They say they can do anything. I don't get it. Like, how do you eat? You're just like stuff like like picking up your credit you're taking up the credit card out of the atm uh, that's Im- apparently impossible and oh, i would think picking up, picking up coin, anything writing other than that they do everything how do you write you got your pen right here and it's they like are, you <laughs> you'd have to they are amazing know. that's they incredible amazing. i'd like write. to see him do a drawing oh i can draw well you have you can draw I but I meant with with fifteen. I mean, with uh, said two and a half foot nails. That'd be yes, a hard thing to they, do. They do everything. You go on YouTube and you search for them. They are Wonder Woman with long I'm, nails. I'm checking that out when we're done with this interview. That's so interesting. Really, really great. I actually went and met them. And Did you really? I, yes, I said I needed to. I, I really needed to do it. And I and I had like two shows in New York, and I said, okay, that's the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I and and um, and I called the salon and they said okay yeah and they they have like a leader uh, it's, her name is Maria and she is the only one that is willing to take care of their crazy obsession uh, and uh, and they all meet uh, annually like not annually like every month they are like a support group for each other and it's very 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 it's very heartwarming in in a very charming way and nail nails is is a big trend uh these couple of years it's uh, oh yeah it has been a big thing like it's a big big trend acrylic nails and I just but, found these women. This is this is insane. <laughs> Sorry, I had to look it up. Like I was, too, I I had no pay. I like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Uh-huh. I, I I wasn't li- I wasn't lying. Wasn't weren't lying. No. Wow. These are massive, and like, there's yeah, like full on like drawings on the nail. Mm-hmm. This is cra- that's Drawing. really. There's like but, this girl has like so, all like it looks like a whole flower bed going down her her hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I was there they were so amazing to me that like did kind of an initiation ceremony. Really? I was kind of there and they bedazzled like the shit out of my nails and I was <laughs> and I was uh, I was so happy. I almost cried. It, they were so loving and warm. And I did like, like a thing with them where I was said, uh, listen, I need to, uh, I want to play you my new song. And they said, no, thank you for us. And then I said, listen, we have to do this little bit where, um, you know, Dolly Parton, when she does nine to five, she uses her nails. I didn't play. know that. Wow. Yeah, that's like the, the thing that you hear in the beginning of nine to five, like, uh, is so it she, really she plays her nails and I like love the credits that. That it's written like nails by dolly so oh um, my gosh i didn't know that so i of course i in the song i wanted i i wanted to play my nails and i said listen can you play your nails and they're standing all around me playing their nails their gigantic nails and it's on tiktok so you go 
uh, uh, follow me on TikTok and then you can watch this <laughs> this amazing piece of content. I shoot you not. That this is crazy. Is yeah, I'm checking that really, out for really, sure. Really, really cool. That is so cool. Wow. Really cool. I love the story and, behind this this song because you like you said earlier, like I needed something that had more like it needs depth and like, wow, did you bring depth to something that I would have never <laughs> in a million years believed? Like, oh, yeah, it's a cool song about how she loves her nails. But no, you just took it like so many steps further down than that. It's it's for me. It's this is when I when I say I'm hard. Like, uh, or when I say I need, I need this to mean something then. Mm -hmm. And, and because it feels different. It's, it's, you know, I, I have, I have been every show that I do, I take my makeup artist and I take my stylist and I take the, 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 every, it's like, I don't do this just to look pretty. It's a it's an art form mm -hmm. of of it's a it's a way for me to to do to 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 make the art full. Uh, so I might as well when when I sing about it, it's it's it needs to have the devotion uh, and the love uh, that I have for it uh, and what it means to me. It, it, it couldn't be just a, uh, a voguing song. Mm -hmm. um, sure, a <laughs> voguing song. No. <laughs> but basically, uh. this is... But no, there's nothing bad about a voguing song. We all need a voguing song. Uh, but you just don't want to be the one that sings it or writes it. No, I don't <laughs> mind singing a voguing song. But uh, a song that is about nails... It, it has to have something in it because of what it means to me. I, I spoke, you know, I spoke with my, my nail tech. His name is Ben. Uh, and he said that um, his mother, uh, he, he comes from a very uh, difficult background. And he said that his mother, when they, even when they had so little to, to eat, she would always save like 50 bucks for a manicure. Wow. For because it it and I get that because it gives you a sense of control. It gives you a sense that everything is okay. It gives other people the idea that you mm -hmm. are doing okay. For 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 someone, it, it's it's a shave for someone. It's not. It's it's right. It's not looking. That's what you're saying. Um and. And, and this, seriously, I can't believe we're talking about like 40 minutes about nails. <laughs> look, look. Well, that's what your song is about. Is that cool? I know, but it's, it's, it's unbelievable, but yet but very believable. Uh -huh. I, I did my research and, it's, you did. Uh, and I'm very, very proud. Well, I, that's incredible. I'm glad we got to, to discuss how much about the song and, and the whole real backstory to it. That's really amazing i'm actually curious uh to go back further in your life what really drew you i mean you said there was music around you when you were living in africa but like what did that look like were you always singing from a young age or when did you start really trying to pursue music um 
when when uh, music was a part of uh, was a part of uh, the life in Africa, like uh, in in an almost like it was almost second nature for all of us. Uh, okay. We were learning through songs. We were learning languages through songs. We were, we were always singing. Um, and when I came back to Israel, I was, I was a very, un, a very unhappy little girl. And my mother was miserable because of that. There's nothing more heartbreaking for a parent than to see his child coming back from school crying every day. Uh- Oh yeah. I have two kids of my own. I couldn't even imagine that. Like my older son coming, like he, yeah, he dealt with bullying and everything uh, a few years ago. And like, it was like, so you, you just get so angry and you're like, I know there's something I could do about it. What am I going to do? Slap some 12 year old. Like you just can't do anything. There's even a, there's even a limit to what you can say. Right. You just got to kind of tell him to do what he can do to write, to deal with it. Exactly. So the thing, if there's like an opportunity to give a tip um, to parents who may be listening, um, my, the, the, the thing that my mother did, who was the most amazing thing, is to put me in, in other, I don't, I don't know how to say, other places mm-hmm. where like, like, uh, like an after school programs. Where yeah, like an extracurricular. Smaller amounts of kids mm-hmm. and... And you can feel someone different than like, like, it imp- like if there, if there's smaller amount of kids than you, then, then you can be, um, then you have like a new opportunity to, to be somebody else in the, in the, not somebody else. Right. To, but you, you, to, you can, um, rebalance the, yeah, like the negativity you're feeling at school. Like you can go negativity there and kind of like have a safe place. To regain yeah. power. Re- like okay, that's a great way to put it. Like to, feel, uh, to feel valued again. And to confident. feel uh, confident. To gain confidence. Uh, and, and to remember. Uh, it's a reminder of your strengths. And the thing that my mother did, she sent me to a choir. When oh, okay. I was very young. And... Uh, and because I was there, uh, it was very clear, very early that I have a musical talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, my uh, my uh, the, the teacher giving me uh, the conductor. This is how you say that. Uh, the conductor giving me a solo, and uh, and I remember. Um, I remember singing and I remember the heads turning. This was the first like, uh, like heart proof that, that, well, I can do something other people are struggling to do. Mm-hmm. This is something that's special. And, and it helped me a lot through my, uh, through my youth and my high school years because, uh, it helped, it helped me, uh, grab a niche like you are pretty and you can all and you are a part of something but i can sing mm-hmm. and she's a singer and 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 it was uh and it was very helpful but when i finished high school i figured out 
that that singing and music was a part of my defense mechanism. It was it was my weapon against bullying, and I mm-hmm. needed to choose music again uh, as something that I love to do, not as something that I need to do. Uh, and I took a year off, actually. Uh, For to, music altogether? To, yes. Wow. Uh, to, to remember that, uh, that I love to, I, I was doing, I was singing to gain friends. I was, I was, it, it's, it's it, when somebody has talent, it's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And you want to be near that. Uh, and I needed, uh, I needed to fall back in love with it. Uh, and, and it really, really helped me. Well, taking that year off, don't you, uh, I'm correct me if I'm wrong in Israel, don't you have to serve at least two years in the military? After I finished high school, I did a year that my year off was okay. a year. Uh, um, it's, it's, it was kind of a community service thing. Okay. Um, not because you did something bad because you choose to do, <laughs> uh, you, you choose to do that. And I did oh, a you year. Can just, you can do, you can do that instead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I didn't do that. I did it. And in, in addition to, I did. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I lived in a commune with, uh, in Tiberias, which is right near, um, the Sea of Galilee. Okay. And, uh, and I was uh, teaching um, guitar in, uh, in a school. Uh, and all the kids that didn't want to go into class that were, were out, it was tough, kids from tough backgrounds. Okay. So I, I tried to teach them how to play guitar and they broke all my guitars. And instead I played a whole year of soccer, which was really, really cool for me. And the kids and broke your guitars. Of course they're, they're, <laughs> they're tough kids. And after them, after, after it, they, they, uh, they, um, it was a beautiful journey for, for them and for me. Uh, they helped me fix it, and and after it, we we did. Um, uh, they did learn how to play it, and but I, but they also taught me a lot. It was very very therapeutic for for all of us. I okay. I am I love that year in my life, and after that, I went in and I did the military. I was in the navy. Mm-hmm. And there's like, uh, because the army in Israel is so wide and everybody needs to serve, there's like a job for everybody. You don't actually, um, there's, there's like a very small percentage of, of combat soldiers. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was singing actually as, as the job. Oh, that's cool. And, and, and it was a great performance school because not all of the time people are interested in seeing you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a military thing. <laughs> you tell uh, soldiers, today, now you have a performance, now you have to sit through a performance, and, and you tell us that you have to perform there. Right. And then, uh, and then it's, a, it's a great lesson in, in how to, um, to grab an audience. 
Right. Especially, yeah, one that doesn't want to be there, right? They're like, oh, they're going to sit through this whole performance. And then if you can pull them in, like, that's a total win. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. So, so this was like a great, great boot camp for, for real life mm-hmm. as, a, as a performer. And when I got into uh, when when I got into like uh, jamming in bars, uh, uh, it was very very helpful. Uh, it's it's not always the 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 it's it's not an easy crowd. Mm-hmm. People are drunk; they want specific things. <laughs> right, right. And when when the music's not good, then you, then they're very vocal about it, <laughs> and uh, and. I I learned to to adore it and to love it and to perfect this craft. For example, at the bar was very moldy, and uh, and there were a lot of power breaks. Like imagine, like in the middle of a performance, like you have 150 drunk people in the club, and you're mm-hmm. singing, and then the power goes out. <laughs> then uh, no electricity, no guitars, no lights, uh, no no microphones, and I would go up on the bar with like with a snare drum. I would take the snare drum and I would and I would do a thing, and it was it was like and then we started to do it like on purpose, <laughs> oh, like okay. our breaks on purpose. It became a it became a part of the routine. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've learned so much as such an insecure kid uh, performing for four years straight, like every Sunday and every Wednesday. This is what I was doing. And, uh, and this was performance school. This was music school. Mm-hmm. This is how you get good. This was my, 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 my greenhouse, my playground, my... Uh, my safe place where I can grow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I I I went to music school and I and I realized that over there I am learning so much more. And when I met my producer, my uh, his name is Avshalom. I have like a, a second part to 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 my create my all of my songs and my creations are mm-hmm. made with with this guy and I and I and I realized that together with him I am learning so much more than I am learning in classroom. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I owe that to him. I really do. So what you ended up what I'm I would I would imagine you stopped going to school there. <laughs> and just After a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when do you you went on to a television show, didn't you? I did. Um Okay. Well, uh, well you're on Eurovision. I, I, I want to talk about that. But before that, you you what applied for a different show? I did. Um, well, is that difficult? Like a difficult decision? Very. At I I after after doing the the bar thing wasn't wasn't a thing that was easy for me uh, to do uh, because it wasn't paying my bills. Mm-hmm. 
just wasn't. And, uh, and I was trying to perform in weddings and they were saying I was too much for them. Sometimes um, I was, I was trying to, to get gigs to sing back up. And, and I was always too colorful, too unique. I took too much space and too much presence. Um, and you're a star. You're like, they're like, okay, she's going to outshine us all. Let's not hire her. <laughs> could be, but uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was, uh, it was like, if I'm, if it's not gonna, I was trying, you know, I was trying to be a singer for hire because I, I am so hard on myself when I, I never released anything before that show. I never released mm-hmm. any, anything on my own. There's something about the bar that was so un unobligating i just needed to come in a certain hour and didn't write anything wasn't supposed to learn anything i was just there and i could be entertaining and when somebody says hey you were shit then i would say hey <laughs> it was it, it's the situation shit everyone's <laughs> i could blame any everybody right right um and and it was something um uh, it, it was something fun to do, like under the radar. And, and when you also sing for somebody and you sing back up and, you, and you're uh, in other people's projects, then, then your name isn't on it. Then it's fine. Then it's mm-hmm. cool. And I was like forced to kind of like, you need to own your stuff. You need to show up this is playtime's over. And if, if you are not going to do it, then, then, then music is not going to be a thing. You have to go back. <laughs> you have to study a profession and try to do something else because obviously you're not the vanilla thing that is required for you to make a living as a side kick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I I had my uh, my looping device uh, that I would play around in my room with. Uh, I I knew how to beatbox because of my brother. My brother is one of like the biggest drummers over here in Israel. Is one of one of the biggest talents uh, wow. around here. Yeah. Um, also a such a better person than I am uh, in a a very annoying way. And uh, so when he, he was drumming, he was also, he knew how to beatbox. So he taught me how to do it. And because I was in a choir, I was very aware of harmonies and, Mm -hmm. and always when I was hearing something in the radio, I was always harmonized the the second uh, vocal and the third vocal. And I was, I was very into that. And I saw a video of Kimbra one day uh, doing Settle Down. Um, And I said, if I buy what she is playing with, then I could have so much fun. (laughs) Uh, And then I bought it. And I was very scared of... of what would happen if I really, I, I, I touched it and I realized I, I need to work really, really hard for it to sound really, really good. 
Mm-hmm. So I didn't touch it for four years. And then when the, when the thing about, about money came, I got a call from the reality show. Mm-hmm. And they were asking me to come. And I was really afraid that people in Tel Aviv would say that I sold out. Mm. Because, you know, it's, it's considered very, very one one minute, 15 minutes of fame. fame. Yeah, but... uh, And and if you like, and they are so, they have so much power. They can like eliminate you really quickly. And then you, you have this failure band on you. And I was, and I was really afraid um, to do it. Uh, And then, um, then I got a call from my mom that says, "You Neta, you need to back to go back home. Uh, I'm close. I'm I'm not paying your rent anymore." And I was uh, uh, upset. Uh, and I realized that if this is over, I uh, I need to pay. I need to to give it one more shot. If this mm-hmm. is my last shot, then then so be it. I'm gonna go up with the bank. Uh, so. I realized that if um, I'm going to a reality show, I need some protection. Uh, I need them. Bec- I needed um, something that would protect me from other people's ideas of what could, uh, what what should I become, what should I be, mm-hmm. uh, because TV people they're so sometimes they're very worn out. And they think in um, forms. They they think in, yeah, they usually they want to do their job. They don't think about like doing, creating art or like uh, they want to, okay, so you're, you're fat and you're nice. You're going to, you're going to be the Israeli Adele for us. Okay. Oh, got you. Okay. Someone like you. Yeah. Two minutes go up on stage. And this is what you see. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, this is what's comfortable. It was before Lizo era. It was uh, uh, before everything. And I knew that if I take Looper, then I can control my musical choices. And I can control, because everything is happening live on stage. Mm-hmm. And I can control my arrangements. And I can control everything, actually. So... I put that as like a condition for myself. And then I went to do an audition. Of course, uh, uh, it was like they scheduled like three or four auditions for me because I always lied that my house was flooded because I didn't want to to deal with it and go. I was so afraid and scared. And when I did it, uh, because it was always a problem of amplifying my looper, so I came with like a sack of six headphones so, so they can all really, really hear what I am doing. Um, That's smart. And I came into that room and I sat on like a, a, a plastic chair and I gave all of them out of like the like worn out TV people that already seen everything. Right. Uh, I gave them. 
the headphones and and the prize for winning this show is actually was actually going to Eurovision mm-hmm. which is for people who doesn't who don't know what it is it is it is a weird song competition <laughs> weird and magical which every country from Europe for about 60 years sends an original song and there's a TV broadcast of all of the uh, songs from all of the world competing and one of them wins and it is wildly popular oh it's massive and it's people watch it more than people watch the Super Bowl it's a live broadcast with 200 million views live this is insane it's the biggest stage ever very tacky very kitschy very uh, you know Celine Dion big dresses mm-hmm. uh, but also very An establishment and very very popular it bought it brought you maneskin now that you know uh our our charting uh billboard oh they were and they won your vision yes i didn't i didn't know that wow yes they i'm out of touch <laughs> i didn't realize that that's uh-huh. crazy okay they're actually the most successful act since abba that was wow. awesome and okay. um And then I did my, my audition with the six headphones in this small, small, small room. And, and I finished it. I was so eyes on, the, on my machine. And when I, I looked up, I saw the, the big TV director with his headphones off. And he said, and he said, okay, you can win the Eurovision. You can win the Eurovision and he got up and he started to, to have like steam out of his ears and he started to listen you we need to figure this out we need to figure how we show what you do you it's very tabley you should like it should be visual and then we created like a, a stand where all, all of the looping artists that I know are performing flat mm-hmm. and I perform like this blind I don't see what I'm doing. It's wow. like it's it's this so people can see in TV what is what you're up to or like what, what you're doing what is it that I am creating mm-hmm. and and it was very scary and I never performed with it live and it was so exciting and I because I was so niche and so avant-garde and so like in In circles in in Tel Aviv in underground places I I and also because of like a rejected uh, an internal underdog uh, I never thought I could be something that is close to being mainstream mm-hmm. but I won this competition and then I won the Eurovision That's so nuts. What was that moment like? Tell me about winning. Just like, it can was, you even like express the emotion? Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. I wasn't, ex- I wasn't, you know, it was like a trip. You know, I wasn't even expecting to go uh, and, and be winning the show. I, was, I, w- I wasn't, ex- I knew that I was talented. 
but I didn't think people get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I, I, I always, I always knew uh, uh, that I can, uh, 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 that pe but because people never got me, not at school and not, uh, uh, sometimes not even my family. Um, I, I was always, you know, I was always very, very weird and, uh, and very sensitive. And I, and I didn't think that a good thing could happen. Uh, I, I knew where I belonged, but this whole experience, I realized it's very, very, it's bigger than me. It's, it's a lesson about uh, accepting something different. It's a lesson about uh, uh, power. It's a lesson about kindness. It's a lesson about... The song was very, very empowering to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And the story was more important than 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 anything uh so many little boys and girls who felt uh who felt that way was uh was so um it was like it, there was somebody for them when i was um when i was a uh, a little girl, there, there was one color and one kind and one size of beauty when I was looking at, at video clips of, of, of pop stars I liked. And, and when I was looking at pictures of albums uh, and when I was looking, obviously, in magazines and, and fashion shows, only one type. And when I was imagining myself succeeding in music like you like the little girl's dream i was imagining myself thin i like i imagining i i imagined that i was someone else up until i was 22 or something mm -hmm. like you in your dreams you are a thin woman <laughs> You're a thin, pretty woman. <laughs> and, uh, and I had success at the certain point, probably more than a lot of my colleagues and, and, and friends. And I did it still looking like I, I am. And, and thinking like I am and speaking like I am. And, uh, and that uh, was, was a lesson uh, for, for that was bigger than me. Mm -hmm. It was for so many other people. Yeah. So this was this, was this experience. I... I I try not to um, dwell on it a lot because, but you know, it was, it was a night. <laughs> it was a night. Uh, yeah, but still, what a, what a night. 
I mean, to win that, that contest and be the fourth what person ever to win from Israel. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, huge accomplishment. I mean, for the you probably came home and all the people that you thought were going to call you a sellout are now like praising you like, oh, my gosh, like you put us on the map. We like our country won the whole thing. I mean, how? Yes. You probably pretty yes. celebrated when you get home, right? Did they I was do a big... I was very celebrated, and it was very it was it it was it was scary and and crazy and very very. I was very very happy, you know. Mm-hmm. I I had like this one song, and uh, and this is why it was very very scary for me as. You know, I wanted to be a songwriter and like this first song was not even mine. Uh, blow blew up in this in this kind of way. I needed to to follow up mm-hmm. and also to 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 tell myself, hey, this okay. You go in the studio and work now. Like this is all good. And Four years later, I had three weeks ago two shows in in LA and two shows in New York. And the people that were there are not aware of Eurovision. They're not aware of of if you're a winner or not a winner. They're they're people that enjoy your art. Mm-hmm. They enjoy what you did after. They enjoy who you are on TikTok. They heard about you wherever. And, and this is what I think about. It's my way as an, as an artist is what I give out is this is what exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Is the, the, the Eurovision and the TV show was the first point where I said, okay, I'm owning my shit. And, and four years after that, four years of very, very, very hard work is, is me starting to have something that is stable, starting mm-hmm. to have a crowd that is not in it because you want something. They're in it because they like your music. And you're doing a great, I mean, the songs that you put out are awesome. Goodie Bag is a rad record. I, I will say like, yeah, I really think it's, it's amazing. Ricky Lake is a great song. I love that. Thank <laughs> um, you. And I, even the new one, um, we, we spoke about earlier, I love Nails, but like you said that you have a record coming out. That's mm-hmm. all. An album. An, yeah, an album, I should say. An album coming out that's all about kind of that darker period of time in your life and it's not dark it's, it's not a, dark, a dark the, the dark was the coming back part okay but but the part the time in nigeria was amazing okay so is and the record a little more upbeat vibe or does it kind of take that journey it is it takes upbeat goes into the, the the yeah the harder times and then back it out it takes the journey you know i <clears throat> it's an it's an album it's a world it has mm-hmm. it has ballads and it has uh, uh, sounds and it has uh, uh, it has also the uppy uh, songs, but it's a new era. 
for my music. I've worked very, very, very hard on it. Me and Afshalom. Uh, and that's, that's something that I can't wait for it to happen. And it has, so it has like a su- very surprising collaboration uh, okay. that, uh, that is very, very exciting. And, um, and also the partnership with right now I'm signed to, uh, to a very exciting label with Eskerv and Disney. S-curve, yeah. Huge. Uh, uh, and they're all so, so supportive and they all believe in me so much. And it's, it's, it means the world to me. Uh, it's so refreshing to work with so many people uh, that believe in you. Uh, and, and it's like, okay, we're, 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 we're gone. We're going high. It's like, it's, it's so exciting. It's like a start. It's like a, the cycle is starting. And, uh, and this is how I feel right now. I feel like before. I feel like mm-hmm. this is a before. I love it. I love it. Well, I can't wait to hear the record. I love, obviously, everything you've done prior. And, and, and I love my nails. And I love the story behind that one. I would have I know never you love guessed. your nails. I do. My except for mine are all short. I think I'm going to grow mine out and inspiration from the short the, nails the, doesn't mean that they are not pretty. They're not. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take some tips from the Jersey goddesses. The Jersey goddess. Yeah. Next time I'm there, I'll hook you up. Like, please do. Please do. Maybe <laughs> I'll get some gels. You know, um, it's like huge trend. Uh, 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 nails for men. Is also, it? Yes. Okay. The only time I remember seeing nails for men was like growing up in like the emo days, like you'd paint your nails black. No, right. <laughs> or Carson Sorry, Daly. Remember Carson Daly? Slipping out of my mouth. Sorry. Oh, when what? you get uncomfortable? Or when comfortable? I get comfortable. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you're slipping Hebrew. I like that. Uh, I had an emo phase. Uh, did you remember Carson Daly? Did you ever watch uh, TRL back in the day? I'm sure you did. Uh, TRL? Total Request Live on MTV. Did you ever see that? They had the music videos. And that's where like Britney Spears came out of. I mean, or yes. she didn't come out of there, yeah. but it was the guy that used to host it, Carson Daly. He used to have, I think. Carson just Daly, as, I know Carson. Yeah, he. I think he used to just do these two fingers and paint them black. Started, it started something. And then obviously all the emo kids and, and everything that came after that. But it's good to know that, that, it's, that it's made a resurgence in for men as well. You, you uh, really, really are obligated after this interview to explore. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am. I know, I know so much about nails now. It's, I dig it. But well, you take I, this information and do very good things with it. I will. I will. I'm going to be sharing this because it's amazing. But I do appreciate your time. I know it's super late there. Um, I have one more quick question before I let you go and you can go to bed or whatever. Um, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Don't waste time. Just do. Really. I wasted so many years being afraid that I'm not ready. You're never going to be ready. So you better do something and release something. Because I hope I'm never ready. Like, I love it. 
really. I just, I want to be excited till this, this feeling that I'm not, wor- not worthy, not ready, not. This is the thing that keeps you hungry, that keeps you curious. <laughs> <laughs> 